What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, guys. So Los Angeles is reportedly attempting to drive people out of a subway station by playing loud classical music through the PA system there. The music from artists such as Beethoven and Mozart is part of a pilot program launched back in January to drive homeless people away and, quote, reduce crime. Well, guess what? Turns out that it may be working because new statistics that were released over the weekend show that the music, as well as extra lighting and patrols, has seemingly worked to curb crime uh, because calls for help have dropped by 75% and crime has dropped by 20%. It's really loud. Yeah. This is the Walk of the Valkyries scene in Apocalypse Now. <laughs> Remember when the helicopter, yeah. they're blasting that music? That they, they essentially stole this from Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Like right down to the use of classical music blasting. All right. Hey, all I know is if crime is dropped by 20%, that's kind that's of a, a lot. You know, that's a lot. It's a big deal. That's a lot. They just need to figure out. I mean, if you're doing that, I understand where it becomes uh, not feasible to have that many homeless people in the train stations or not. They just need to figure out wh- where, where do they go? go? Where where do they actually go from yeah. there? Like that's so I live where I live is like the end of the train station. Right. Right. Like so we get I used to take my son there all the time and like he likes to watch the trains go by. But we don't go there anymore because it's just like feels kind of like a whole tensity there now. And I don't know, like, where are they going to go? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like, it's where people get on the train and get off and then there's no more train. It's it, like. It's just a brutal problem yeah. that's been, you know, it's all over the city. It's all over yeah. California. It's all over the country. Yeah. Like, what what do you do to try to alleviate this problem? But yeah, this, this is essentially that scene in Apocalypse Now. Yeah. And it worked in Apocalypse Now and I'm not surprised it worked here, just as far it's as really removing people. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really sleep. It's, it's loud. It's I'm sure it's really, really unpleasant. And it also makes you feel incredibly unwelcome. Yeah. So that's a big part Where's of it. Where's Slee? Slee is there. He's ready to go. Is there anything else we need to know? No, that's it. That's all you need to know. Just wanted right. to update you guys on that. Thanks. <laughs> then time, <laughs> for welcome, time for Slee on the spot. He will be on in about, I don't know, 25 minutes, bringing you up to Lakers Clippers. Alan, is this the most important Lakers Clippers game in the history of these two franchises go okay I like that you said in the Lakers Clippers history because if you were going to say just most important game I've used most important game 38 times I think I've counted so far this year Um, in Lakers Clippers history well I'll tell you this is LeBron and Anthony Davis are they going to play D'Angelo I think it becomes incredibly important. It has less to do with the matchup. It has more to do with, don't you want a week off before the playoffs start and just the ability to get out of the playing tournament? From that regards, I think it's important. But the other side of it, it's like, all right, they don't have Paul George. Um, let's see if the Lakers are going to have all their players. So I, I, I look at it less because it's the Clippers. I look at it more because I'd love to see the Lakers take a week off before they play in the playoffs. Um, do you have a sense of, of like, are, are the guys there yet at the at the at crypto.com? Are they on the court? This is kind of when people start arriving. The Lakers got in from Utah last night around two or three in the morning, I think. Didn't get much sleep, no shoot around, so everybody's just kind of trickling in the crypto.com, right? How do they look? Yeah, there's there's people right 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 now. Um, if they're going through their just regular routine, I was in one of the tunnelways. I'll take a quick peek here. Yeah, AD is out there, and this is exact time when AD would be out. 
So it's basically as usual, right? And Vanderbilt's out there as well. Um, you're right, Momo. I didn't, they didn't help themselves yesterday, right? You oh, that overtime. Getting outscored. You end up getting outscored to end the game 10 to nothing. And um, you end up going to overtime. AD plays 42 minutes. LeBron plays 38 minutes. So if we thought, hey, this Jazz game could be a perfect game to maybe play these guys 25 to 30 minutes, that definitely didn't happen. So it's not ideal, but, um, you know, that's part of the schedule. It's the final back-to-back. And, uh, yeah, AD's warming up, so is Kawhi on the other side. Yeah, Alan, given that last night Lakers got the win and bottom line, that's what they needed to do. They secured themselves at minimum a spot in the play-in. But it was disappointing, I think, in terms of the best-case scenario, like you mentioned, just – waxing Utah, giving LeBron and AD extra time. How are you expecting or anticipating them to react to that for this game? Like, what type, what type of mode so, and mindset are you expecting? So, Clippers haven't played since Saturday, right? So, Lakers played two games, one in Houston, one in Utah, since the Clippers even played a game. Um, Clippers will be fresh. Clippers also, you know, they, they'd like to avoid the playing tournament as well. So, they got a lot at stake, I think, from a Laker perspective. Look, if everyone goes, uh, Lakers have said their goal, at least this was at the, after the All-Star break, Darvin Hammond talked about, we want to get out of the playing tournament. We ought to be top six. So I think the Lakers will do everything they can to try to win this game. I mentioned it earlier. It's not based on anything. I, I don't know whether they're going to go or not. I just know they're questionable. But um, I, we were kind of having this conversation in crosstalk, Travis, myself, Mason, and Ireland, and we're split. Half of us think they are going to go. The other half thinks they're not going to play. Um, I would believe that this is an important game for the Lakers, and I would think LeBron and AD, if they can go, they are going to go, completely just based on the ability to get rest. And I know that could kind of play against them if they're that number five seed and they got Phoenix in the first round, but I don't know. You're going to have to face these teams in in one of these rounds anyways. If if it happens that way, then it happens that way. Do you see Russ out there? See Westbrook? Russ is not here or not out on the court. I mean, this 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 side of it is really fascinating to me because this is like this is the Westbrook revenge game. This is the one where if he if he pulled out the quote from the, you know, the vampire in the locker room quote or the whatever, all the stuff that was said about him after he got traded. This is the one where he can actually do some damage. He could actually do something about it. And. Sometimes Russ full of emotion is a good thing, and sometimes Russ full of emotion is a bad thing. And nobody knows that probably more than the Lakers, which we're about to witness. Have you heard you won't break my soul blasting inside the crypt? (laughs) (laughs) I've not heard that. I have the playlist. I'm looking through it right now. Um, No, it's funny, Ramon. I I think – just think about how much attention would go to Russ when he was with the Lakers. Yeah. Since he got traded to the Clippers, maybe a little bit in the beginning, but since then it's been, uh, you know, obviously very quiet. So I, let me check his Instagram page. I bring that up. <laughs> I bring that up because even if this is an important game for Russ, I understand it. It means the most for him. Are you helping your team? Or are you hurting your team? It's apparent that the Lakers, since the trade, are better without Russell Westbrook. I mean, isn't that kind of telling in itself? So whether it's, it's everything for him or not, he should just worry about getting a team win. We're going to be able to learn a lot about how he feels about this game based on his outfit oh, when he yeah. shows up. Like, this, this is going to be a statement outfit. Oh, yeah. Okay, switching. If he shows up in a vampire costume. <laughs> oh. Props. Seriously. <laughs> 
if he shows up in a vampire costume, I want him. Yes. To, I want him to get like a 40, 40, 40 in a loss. Like I like I hope, be amazing. I hope he is the best player He's got a cape on the on. floor in a yes cape on. Like he act okay. He gets his uh, incisors shaved down so they're actual fangs. Like he walks in with a thing of blood. Like I want him to go full out. Okay, shifting gears though, Alan. We were talking earlier about the floated possibility of a parade in San Diego to celebrate San Diego State, your school, your alma mater, getting to yep. the championship game in a loss. Yeah. How do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, to be honest, and I didn't even know this was going on until Michael said, you know, hey, your team's going to have a parade in San Diego. I'm like, I don't even know what he's talking about. So I, I read the article, got a little more info on it. I mean, I, I, it's really simple for me. You find a way to um, show your appreciation towards a team nobody expected to get to the national championship. Viejas Arena is where San Diego State plays. Do something where you can have, um, you know, you could have any fans, whether you're San Diego, your students, you want to come, do a little tribute. Thank you to, you know, what the team did. Thank you to Dutcher, all that stuff. Do it. Absolutely. A parade means you won. They didn't win. So a parade is synonymous with a win. Um, I think it would be a mistake. I get what they're trying to do. I get that they're super excited about the the university and what they did for the city. I get all that. But I think it's also going to look, it's going to be a bad look because I could see a lot of people taking that and saying, that's, you guys are giving a parade for losing. Well, what the hell would you do if they actually won? Um, I would prefer that they do something to, uh, to congratulate the players, but I don't, I don't like the idea of doing a parade. I'm, I'm for the parade. Enjoy it. Everybody down in 858-619, go enjoy it. It's like the road to the Final Four, you made it to the Final Four. So d- celebrate however the heck you want to. So I, I thought they were definitely going to do something. Yeah. And I thought doing something on campus and I thought doing something probably in the basketball arena would be awesome. Open it up to the public. Do whatever you want to do. But don't you agree, Ramona? Isn't a parade synonymous with winning a, you know, winning it all? And I, I would assume that there's, you could do, you could do whatever you want to congratulate them. But the parade thing sounds like that should be for the team that won. Uh. I mean, it's. A, I'm fine with it. I think fun. it's a road to the Final Four. I just Everybody talks about the Final Four all year long. They so they didn't win the last game. It's I just fine. want to hear no, more now about Sliwa becoming a booster, funneling in oh, yeah, nil money. Like I want Sliwa now to really help forward this thing. Like you can't be satisfied, Alan, with this once in a school history event. You need to be a part of getting them all the way there to the championship and winning it all. Okay, so now. The good thing is we don't have to do it behind the scenes with the suitcases the way they were doing it before. Not San Diego State College in general. So you're right, AK. I got to step up my NIL game. Got to step it up here. A you got that bit. kind of money, Slee? Absolutely not. But <laughs> the hope is that I can find investors. I mean, I think find investors. Who can there you go. go. I mean, I think Lady Slee would kick in a few bucks too. She I knows mean, this is important. Thing, like, <laughs> like I donate to Stanford Athletics every year, but it's like Ooh, I don't know how wow. far do you go. You know, like, are we talking three figures, four mm-hmm. figures here? I don't think it's really going to get anyone to go there. <laughs> it's not really going to make a difference. Maybe it'll, like, buy them one team Look, man, dinner. And NIL money, and we'll let Alan go after this, it's going to change the game forever. You're going to start it seeing does. schools with one crazy, crazy fan of their sports, and he's going to end up turning it into some type of powerhouse through NIL money. It's going to happen. The only, 
the boosters are going to sit there and say, who wrote a check for $88? Why would someone write a check for $88? That's going to be me. That's you. <laughs> you know, there was this one, okay. I don't know this guy's name. I don't know who it was. But there was... there was Andy, $88 check and $12 cash. I just, I didn't, I had to separate the cash. In the bottom line in the, in the left, don't spend it all in one place, kiddo. <laughs> no, we had this, uh, we had this booster at Stanford who... Like, I think he was like some kind of tech guy, some kind of startup guy. We made it to the uh, Fiesta Bowl in Andrew Luck's senior season. And he decides that his contribution to, this is before NIL, he's going to put on an awesome party for the alumni. Like an awesome, like really legit party for the alumni before the Fiesta Bowl. And like everybody showed up. And he booked two real acts. Do you know who he booked? Who? LMFAO. Oh. And Kesha. Wow. And I was like, we're like really like, we're, I don't know if this is cool or not. Like we're like rocking out to Kesha right now. It's a very different time. Alan Sliwa will be on uh, the pregame with Michael Thompson in about 15 minutes. Lakers, Clippers, most important game between them in franchise histories. Alan, thanks for the time, man. All right, guys. I, I want to know what Westbrook's wearing. That's going to be huge. That's that's a big. You know what though? I did check his social media. Remember when he got traded? Um, when he got traded to Utah. away, he deleted all his social media. Yep. He still has not posted anything on that Instagram page. Still zero posts. Well, maybe something's coming tonight. All right, coming up next: Radio Tinder. Before taking you up to Lakers, Clippers, Sedano and Cap, Andy Kamnetsky, Ramon Shelburne in for the guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thanks, Christopher. One without the other. I used to watch the show every week. I wasn't allowed to watch it either. You weren't? No, my parents would. My parents were pretty strict about what oh, we could wow. watch, and you know, I, I guess they were kind of like they had like filthy mouths. I don't know, something like that. And then you just rebelled as soon as you could. Oh, always, you know. I wasn't even allowed to watch The Simpsons. What? Really? Yeah. I the only channels we were allowed to watch were Nickelodeon and then like the three basic cable cable channels. Wow. My parents had everything else blocked. Well, this was back when Fox was the quote unquote edgy channel. Yes, yeah, exactly. And Married with Children was considered at the time. Oh yeah, quite super edgy. edgy. 
So I mean, I never, I never watched it, so I don't even know what's edgy about it. I guess you know? talented cast though, man. Like Ed O'Neill and Katie Segal and Christina Applegate all had really, really long careers after yeah. that. Yeah. So. By the way, Momo, isn't that who's playing uh, Donald? Yeah. Sterling? How, so, how is he? He's good. He's yeah. really good. We, I mean, we, it's, it's the the filming's done, so I've seen I've seen Ed O'Neill. It's in the Sterling. can. Yeah, they're they're editing mm. now. Um, they. Um, He's different. He's different than Sterling. Like he's he looks like him. They got him all dressed like him, you know. And they do the makeup, so he mm-hmm. really looks like him. He's a uh, he definitely has got the a hole quality, right? Like he's got that. For sure. Uh, there's there's some qualities that are different. He's a little more mm, I don't know muscular. Yes, Donald Sterling was an imp. He was an impish man. Yeah. This. Uh, Al plays like like he played football someplace. Yeah, yeah. Well, Paul Kai four touchdowns. Yeah, Al. One I game. call him Ed O'Neill. Yeah, he's he's good though. He's really good at Sterling. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the one, I'll, little spoiler, little spoiler, um, the character of Vistiviano is going to steal the show. That's a great. I mean, that is yeah. a great, great part. The Lady V. Oh, she's great. That that is the actress who plays her is fantastic. That is juicy. And she like she was so good that they kind of wrote wrote a bigger part for her like that. Increase the uh, visor budget. Uh, I think whoever wants to sell visors should start making them now. Yeah, I actually I saw John Wick four yesterday, yeah. and Fishburne has you know a small yeah. role in it, but he's been a part of the franchise. There were a couple times where I actually caught myself <laughs> wondering what he's going to sound like as Doc Rivers. He sounds like Lawrence Fishburne. That's, he did not do the voice. That's the right call. Yeah, that's it actually, was the right call. By the way, have you ever heard those videos of Doc actually in the nineties? Totally different voice. It's, so at I'll some point he just. He gained the gravel yeah. at some point. Yeah, and yeah, it was all the coaching. Lo- hey, what's going on in Radio I Tinder? Say, yeah, I mean, am I, am I <laughs> well, allowed to, the, uh, to do Radio Tinder? Well, it's the most soon, popular segment on the radio. As soon, Lindsay, as I let people know that this segment is C- uh, 710 ESPN, brought to you by Tequila Mandala, award-winning artisanal premium tequila made from the finest mature agaves to bring you the perfect sipping tequila. Up your game with Tequila Mandala and demand the extraordinary visit tequilamandala.com for details and to find a bottle near you. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> I'm always on, you know, a little Not sick quite. Today, so I can't do it, but you know, I tried. All right, so guys, Disneyland influencers are starting to get a bad rep after Disney. multiple guests. Yes, Disney Disneyland that's, influencers that's a thing. Are okay. A thing. Yeah, that's a lot crazy. of people call them like Disneyland adult or Disney adults. Okay. I guess also one of like their you know references. I know I know a couple that met on Mice Chat. Okay. It's a Mice thing. Chat. Oh, mice see, now, chat? that yeah. is news to me. I've never what? heard of Mice what Chat. Is this? What they is got married. Mice? They're happily what married. What is Mice? Did they have a Disney themed wedding? Yes. Oh my gosh, Mice Chat. I love I mean, it. First of all, they screwed that thing up. How do you not call it MySpace? Oh yeah. MySpace is perfect. That's, true. that's a good one. Mice Chat. It, it's MySpace. That's perfect. Yeah, it is. For online. Good. Well. And, and, and anyway, I don't know if these people all like met on Mice Chat or whatever, but a lot of the Disneyland influencers are getting a bad rap after multiple guests have gone viral on TikTok complaining about recent bad experiences with them. The most recent viral incident involved a guest who was waiting in line for an attraction when they caught an influencer kind of like casually cutting the line at an oh. innocuous merging point. You know, there's parts where like yeah. you know, the line gets close to the, you know, the, the, the walkway and stuff like that. Are these that. paid influencers? I'm assuming some of them are. You know? uh, that's that's usually what the okay. term influencer means. But anyway, uh, the influencer filmed the whole incident, which set the guest off even more, causing him to confront the Disney adult. A cast member saw the commotion and intervened, resulting in the influencer being removed from the line. No word on whether or not he was removed from the park itself. 
So I want to ask you guys, put yourself in this guy's shoes. Are you the kind of person to call out a line cutter? Swipe left or swipe right? Ramona. It's mm, a good question. I have done it before. I have called out a line cutter before. So you are? Not every time. It kind of depends on how egregious the line cutting is and maybe who's doing it. If it's just like some stupid teenager, I'm going to call it out. But if it's like an old lady or something or yeah, old people, somebody with like, kids, I, I, like 70, you kind of I might just look the other way. I might just be like, it's okay. You know? But like if it's some stupid teenager, yeah, you're getting called out. Swipe right is yes, correct? That's correct. Oh, hell yes, I'm swiping right on this. With the lines at Disneyland, yeah. unless you've got one of those passes that allows you to do that, you are getting right back at the end of that line. I am not tolerating that on my watch. Absolutely not. I've no. done it before and Andy's I'll do it again. I'm the there. same way. I mean, yeah. I don't like that. One, wait in line like the rest of us. I know. Once you ever experience a long line with a child, Lindsay, your entire perspective on this is yeah. going to change. I mean, I, I actually took my nephew, who was uh, 10 at the time, and my sister and her husband to Disney World last year with all my free Disney perks that I had saved up since I worked here. And he loved it, had like the time of his life. But you're right. It's completely different, you know, going with kids. And the whole thing is about making sure like the kid has a good time and they're well yeah. rested and they don't get crabby. And it's, there's a lot going on there. So a line cutter. Yeah, I'm not having it. Just not having it. All right, next one here. Dwayne The Rock Johnson revealed on Instagram yesterday that a live-action reimagining of Disney's Moana is in the works. Yep. Yep. Uh, He's playing Maui. Yep. He'll reprise his role as Maui from the Polynesian-set 2016 animated classic and said that this project is especially personal for him as the Moana story is his culture. Yeah. And this story is emblematic of his people's grace, mana, and warrior strength. The Rock said he's very excited to bring the live-action Moana to the big screen, but they're still very early in the process, and there's a lot more work to be done. Are you guys normally fans of these animated movies being remade into live-action films? Andy, huh. swipe left or swipe right? Are the overlords listening right now? The, the no, Disney yeah, overlords? You, you tell us the truth here. This is uh, Swipe space. left. Swipe left. Not into it. I think most of them are done so well as animated yeah. films. They don't need the live-action reboot. They're just naked cash grabs. So yeah. no. Uh, generally with Andy. Generally with Andy on this one, but I like anything the Rock is in, so I'll watch. Oh, he's just the best. I know. I love the Rock. You know, I I love him especially lately when he's been doing a lot more um, Instagram content with his daughters. Yeah. You know, and he shows the one. The one. Did you see the one where they painted his face with lipstick? Yeah. He's like. He's just like. Actually, a very genuine, charming person. I think he is the actual, he's like who you think he is. For sure. Hey, I'm about to get ready to go over the game. I'm about ready to go home to watch the game. Okay. It's exciting. The biggest Lakers Clippers game in franchise histories, Momo. It's really, really exciting. Coming up next, Lakers pregame. Slee, Michael Thompson, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 